honestly, I was just working my way up to death. I thought about killing myself every day. I was using all the time, and I, that's not a sustainable lifestyle. My brother shot himself because of drugs. When you are using technology to lure children for sexual purposes, there's a couple of problems that concern me. But I remember feeling kind of relieved after hurting myself. Do you have any idea how much you were worth? I like to say it this way, great people are really built in the furnace of affliction. Our teens are navigating a world of information anarchy and increased stress and pressure. Drugs are glorified more than ever before and there seems to be a suicide option that didn't exist prior. As adults, we are responsible to provide the help at-risk teens need. Have teens changed or is it just the world they live in that's different? Is this why so many teens are traumatized or triggered? My name is Aaron Huey and in 2009, I opened a home for these teens with the hopes of giving them a second chance at creating the life we all know they deserve. Now I wanna give parents the information that contributed to our success and to support them in navigating the at-risk world. These are the stories told by the teens and the techniques used by experts to help them. Welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. Hey folks, welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. We are at the Winter Symposium in Colorado Springs. I am talking to Bob Wolding. Did I say that right? Wobbledang. Wobbledang. I butchered it. Bob Wobbledang. Now, I, I have to say, while the mic was cold, I asked Bob a question and his response was brilliant. Because we're going to be talking about reality therapy. And I said, what are some good questions to ask so that I can figure out what reality therapy is? And he goes, you could ask what reality therapy is. So, Bob, uh, brilliant, brilliant answer to my stupid question. Apparently, there are stupid questions. Bob is one of the speakers here at the Winter Symposium, um, and he's talking about reality therapy. I want to know, Bob, what is reality therapy? Okay, thank you. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and I want to say this. There is no stupid question. The only stupid question is the one that's not been asked. Right. So uh, I tell that to students. I tell it to people in the workshops that I that I conduct when I taught graduate school in Cincinnati at Xavier University. I always said, talk about in the classroom what you would say in the parking lot afterwards, because we can't deal with it. Ask the question or make a comment. But reality therapy is a system of counseling and psychotherapy and applied to management and education also that was in, developed by a man named William Glasser, who was a psychiatrist. He died five years, going on six years now. Uh, he died August 23rd, 2013. And uh, he started this in a mental hospital and a correctional institution. And it's based on the idea that we're gonna talk with people about what's going on currently in their life. And maybe as emphasis, I mean, we don't ignore the past, but uh, we, talk, we talk about what's happening now. And we ask them, what do you want from the world around you? Uh, in terms of people you love, people you could love, or people you wanna get along with. We ask them about what are they doing to feel good about themselves. Uh, we call that inner control. What are you doing? What kind of choices are you making and how are you having fun? So uh, that's that's what we ask about. What do you want to have happen in those areas? 
And then we talk about what are you doing to get it? And then we ask, is what you're doing helping? The cornerstone is self-evaluation. Is what you're doing getting you what you want? Is it getting you what the people around you want? So this this in the in the first sentence like has obviously cracked the paradigm of traditional therapy that says tell me about your mother tell me about your childhood tell me about all this um and so i'm a little i'm a little stunned because so much of what therapy focuses on is how the past has affected our present and recently i have heard and have been repeating ad nauseum a quote that says, if you keep bringing the past into the future, you're just living in the pasture. And there's just a bunch of crap there. And so I love this. I love this idea. But I want to understand why. It is, is was the, the change in paradigm of talking about the now to get people over what had happened or because you can find enough about the past out from how they're living in the present? Well... Yeah, you can find out a lot about how they're living in the present by going into the past. And we're not saying the past is unimportant. You know, I mean, the real world is, if you, if you go take a, a bank loan, one of the things they ask you about is what's your credit rating right. and what have you done in the past? So it's important. It's just that, and it's always with us. Uh, William Faulkner, the great American novelist, said the past is never dead. In fact, it is not even past. So we carry this past with us. But the question is, what do you do with it? And we try to say, there's something you can do with it regardless of the past. I just did a demonstration here at this conference about a half hour ago with a, a client. It was a, demonst a simulated demonstration. It wasn't really him. And um, I asked him not to be himself. Uh, but but was, he, this guy had been through conventional therapy not very long because he didn't want to talk about his experience during the war. And uh, I said, okay, let's not talk about it. And he was, he was stunned that I didn't want to rehash and dig around and rake up all the crap from the past. He was stunned. And uh, he said, well, what are we going to talk about? And I said, well, let's talk about what things, how things are going for you now. And uh, we did. And, and uh, it was painful. Even the present was painful, much less the past. So we, we stressed the past. And I said, what do you, how do you want your life to be different? And what have you done like today to make it different? Right. And if you were to, to do something different this afternoon, what would it be? So we, we talked like that about it, and uh, it's a little different way to handle uh, trauma and to handle uh, uh, past behavior. And one of the things I said to him, one of the things I really said to him was about your trauma and the, the effects, whatever effects you have, these are your current overreaction to an abnormal situation, number one. Number two, this is your way of healing. So think of it that way. So don't only think of it as negative, think of it as positive. And think of, uh, of what, whatever's going on in your life as a normal reaction to an abnormal situation. That's how you, that's, that's how you treat the trauma in the beginning. You treat the symptoms and you normalize them. Now, that doesn't mean you normalize violent behavior course, or anything course, like that. Of course not. But, but that's what we were doing here at this conference when I was, was demonstrating what, what the system is. So 
again, I'm, I'm going to have to, to, to ask backwards to the, to the established paradigm of therapy. Trauma is something that happened to me when I was a kid. Uh, I was abandoned when I was a kid. Um, I, something happened, and that discomfort, that dis-ease, uh, led me to find a substance that I used to help feel better. That began a toxic cycle of feeling good and then getting sober and feeling bad, so I got high again. And I'm speaking to that because a lot of the, we're, we're in the midst of a lot of uh, 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 drug and alcohol recovery treatment facilities. My facility is a mental health facility, but again, it seems like a comfortable place for therapists to, to be is to talk about what happened and how that's affecting today. And you're talking about what happened today and how that- And how it can affect the future. But, but you're saying you don't disregard the past no. because ultimately the client's gonna talk about it. Yeah. If somebody wants to talk about the past, uh, first thing I ask them is, have you ever talked about it before? And if they say yes, I'd say, how, about how many times? And if they would say, oh, you know, 20 times, I say, well, we can talk about it and you can go into every detail you wanna go into, but will 21 times make any difference? Wow. And, and they might say yes and they may say no, and if they say yes, I say, well, let's talk about it. And uh, and then secondly, if you did t uh, keep ruminating about this and repeating it, what what's the purpose of that? And what do you think will happen? Well, then I think I could get rid of it. And I'd say, so that's what you really want, is to get rid of the pain that it's caused. And that's what I can help you with. And, and then it seems like the question starts to then turn, what have you done today to get rid of that pain? Yeah. Are your, what have you done today to satisfy your needs for, for belonging, for achievement, for fun, for choices? So what, we, we kind of reframe the whole thing into something that's current. Because your motivation is current. Are you, does reality therapy ask them to track the impact of what they're saying to you in that moment? Or is it a, let's wait and see and talk about how things are going next session? No, let's do it right now. Right now. Everything, we, 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 we bring it right down to the here and now. And in fact, what I, what I would like, what I like to ask people is, uh, 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 how do you feel right now when you come in? They feel crappy. Okay. And then when I leave, after we talk about plans and future relationships and so on, I just say, how do you feel right now? And, and if they say, I feel a little better. And I say, well, then you have demonstrated to yourself, not just to me, to yourself that you can feel better. And if they say, I feel worse, I say, so you have demonstrated you can change how you feel. Now, if you can make yourself worse, what else can you do? Maybe we can work together and, make, and help you feel better. This immediately establishes very clearly for the client, this is within your power. You don't have to be a victim of something that happened 30, 40, 20, 10, five years ago. Well, I, I, if they think they're victims, I say, I don't, I'm not going to argue with that. You, you are a victim of a, lot, of a lot of things. The question is, do you want to stay a victim? And if you don't want to stay a victim, or and, 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 which means... You know, having all these pains and and, and, and stress and, 
and anxiety and depression, if you don't want that still to be a factor in your life, let's talk about how to how to deal with that. And you guys, so so with reality therapy, there seems to be you're building a habit of creating a state change in the moment. I don't feel good right now. My therapist tells me, okay, then what do you need in this moment to feel better? Can you do that? And when I do that, even that thought process is creating a state change. Yeah, it has a, it's a very biological change that takes place. Uh, neuroscience has shown that uh, that when you change what you do, you change what you think, what you feel, and your and your physiology. And do you does reality therapy ask you to do that through a physiological change? Hey, do ten jumping jacks. Put on a clown nose. Wear a tutu. Uh, turn three circles. Look at it from a different perspective. If they will do that, yes. If 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 they do that, and I I mean the way I ask is if you were to be having fun this afternoon what would you be doing that's different than what you would have done because we know what you might do is go out and you know drink use snort. sure sure uh so so what would you do that would not get you in trouble what would you do that your first grade teacher would approve of and uh so uh then people can they can come up with this and they come up with something yeah but i don't want to do that i said well what 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 Let's just talk about if you did want to do it, what would it be? Because once once they speak to it, it's obvious that they possess solutions. Yeah, yeah. And they keep they keep being reminded. Hey, guess what? I didn't tell you what you could yeah. do. Yeah. You're actually telling me what you could do. So are yeah. you going to do it? Or if they can't come up with, I say, and I said this to kids in school. You know, they they, they you know everybody they, they don't like anything about. It. I said, well, is there? Do you know anybody that likes school? In this case, do you know anybody who's sober, enjoying life? Have you ever ever in your life met anybody? Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Well, who? Give me a name, and you know, and all that. And then, what do they do that's different than what you do? In school, they say, well, so and so, and then it's just a suck up. And I say, well, is that suck up happy? Do they get along? Well, yeah, but they're a suck up. I say, well, you're not a suck up, and you're miserable, and they're a suck up, and they're happy. So, who's better off? And you're still only dealing with your client's perception yeah. of things, oh, yeah. and that still belongs to them. What I what I'm loving about what I'm hearing is that there's nothing here that doesn't belong. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm. It's really weird because I'm trying to 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 get my own head around the concept of reality therapy. I keep saying, is this a precursor to DBT? Is this where motivational interviewing came from? But I think it's very unique, and it it almost sounds a a, a little seminar-ish because what motivational speakers do is try to keep bringing people back to, hey, I know 14 years ago uh, your father beat the hell out of you, and it it is in a lot of things in your life but you're actually here in this room right now what's next and you keep handing the power back to the oh, yeah, to the you patient keep handing the power back because that's where it is it's not with me and and I don't need to as a counselor I don't need to prove anything or show them how clever or smart I am and how much I know about psychodynamic behavior and influences <laughs> Does this does this work? Well, I don't need to show. I don't need to tell them how much I know about drugs because once in a while you get this. You get how can you help me if you've never been on drugs? Right. Of course. I love that question. And and, and 
how can you, and I worked at a halfway house for women, ex-offenders, and they would say, how can you help me if you've never been in prison? Or a woman, yeah. or, an, you're right. But, 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 but prison and drugs are my favorites. And the answer is, that's exactly why I can help you. I am an expert at staying out of prison. <laughs> I am an expert of living without drugs. That's why I can help you. Wow. So, so it's it's uh, huh. uh, you don't have to have had every experience in order to help a client. Now, if you've had that experience, you can also use that as a strength. Yes, I'm in recovery, but let's face it, everybody's recovery is different. So, so that you know, you and I talked about as as you know potential questions before who doesn't this work with? Yeah, yeah. and and my I I want to start that conversation off by saying. How does this work with someone who's dealing with clinical depression? Oh. Well, they may need some antidepressants. Uh, I wouldn't deny that. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But the point is, uh, it's the same kind of thing. Um, uh, do you want to feel better? Do you want to get rid of some of the depression? And I've, I've had them do it. This is a little gimmick, which it's out of context, and the timing has to be accurate. Of course. And it is like, take, let's take this piece of paper. You want to leave some of it? This is your depression. You want to leave some of it here? And they'll say, oh, I want to leave all of it here. And say, no, no, I can't take all of it. Just can you tear off about 10%? I'm amazed how people struggle with that. Just a piece of paper. And they struggle with it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. And they'll tear off 10%. And I say, I'm going to keep this. Now. I'll keep it in the file. Next week, if you want it back, you can have it. Otherwise, I throw it away. Well, what, what's this, what is the symbol of this? It's symbolic in the sense that they have some power and control. Not, you're not telling them you have control over your depression, but you're doing it with, in an indirect way with a little gimmicky. Because with depression, with families, that power and control piece, I mean, whole families, when one person suffers from, you know, severe clinical yeah. depression, oh, that yeah. whole family is, is just going. And that person has a lot of power. A lot that of depressed, power. That depressed person. Yeah. And, and no yeah. belief that they have any control over it. That's right. That's right. So and this. So, but first you have to, throughout all of this, you have to have a relationship. Of course. Relationship is, is foundational. And without it, nothing happens. So, so I, you know, you, you show empathy and positive regard. Your life is miserable. I wouldn't trade places with you for anything. Uh, when was the last time you you did something that you really felt good about? It might be uh, 10 years ago. Well, tell me about that. Tell me about that. See, we talk about the past, especially when it's a success, when it's something positive. You felt better. What were you doing? What were you doing then? Well, I was with my family, and we did this, and we did that. And after they describe it, you watch for their watch their face, watch their eyes, and you'll see a change in their nonverbal behavior. And then after they do that a while, I'd say, "How do you feel right now?" Talking about it. So my audience is not just parents who are probably listening to this, going, "How do yeah. I find a reality therapist?" Yeah. But clinicians yeah. who, yeah. like myself, who've been in the industry for—I'm not a clinician, yeah. but like myself, who's been in the industry—and I had to start this conversation by going, "So what is this? I really like the sound of this. Yeah. What do I do to find out more? How do I?" How do I get training? How do I start a, a seminar for my therapist at my facility in this? Well, you could you could uh, have somebody teach it uh, to them. I teach it all over the world, but there's other people that could teach it. 
and for a day and a half or something like that. And and or you could go. There's an institute called the William Glasser Institute, and and they sponsor uh, three day trainings all over. Wow. Uh, train training is down now as, as it is everywhere, but but uh, it's possible. So there is training available. Who's who's using this modality the most? Is it treatment centers? Is this is this for addicts in recovery, or is this adults looking for self help? Oh no, it's 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 applicable to everybody, and there are treatment programs that use some of it. A lot of them use motivative motivational interviewing sure, sure. or or dialectical CBT, DBT, yeah, the uh, alphabet the, therapies. The, those those are very popular, and they're good. Good. I'm of not course, saying there's anything wrong with them, but um, if you want to use this, it's it's uh, training is available, and uh, uh, it's really applicable to to uh, uh, a recovery. I've I have taken it and, and applied it, integrated it with the stages of change, the pre-contemplation, sure, contemplation, and so on. I mean, I, it, it, certain parts of it that you would emphasize at various stages of recovery. So, uh, uh, and it's been used across the board. I mean, I teach, I've taught it around the world. I taught it in Korea and Japan and Singapore, as Eastern Europe and North Africa, Kuwait, uh, United Kingdom, Germany. So it, it's been used around the world. And it, it really seems to me that some, some, someone who would be very fond of this concept would be, uh, um, you know, the, the Buddhist philosophies of psychotherapy, yeah. like the Naropa, yeah. uh, um, uh, uh, those types of things, because it's very oriented in the present. Oh, yeah. Present, how are you oh, yeah. now? How do you? How are you being now in this moment? Um, yeah. Bob, uh, how do people find out more about you? Do you have a book? Do you have literature out? How are people going to... Uh, yes, I've written 17 books on this Oh, topic. holy moly. <laughs> and uh, the most recent was about a year and a half ago came out published by American Counseling Association. It's called Reality Therapy and Self-Evaluation, the Key to Client Change. And then I had one published by APA, American Psychological Association, and I've had other ones published uh, by Bruner Rowledge called Reality Therapy for the 21st Century. I would get I would get those books, or one of them at least, probably the most recent from ACA, American Counseling Association, and read the chapter on self-evaluation. And, and that would be a very good place to start. And, and yeah, give them a website to go to, a phone number to call, some, yeah. some way to discover they you wanna, and your work. Yeah, if they want to call me, it's 513-561-1911. And I, have, I will Skype into uh, counseling classes around, I've done this around the country, around the world even, and I will also Skype into a, a uh, meeting that people have, and there's a staff meeting, and I don't charge for that. I will not take money for that. It can be a, a brief time, 15, 20 minutes, half hour, and uh, they can talk to somebody who's written a lot of books about this and who practices it. So I would be glad to do it. Now, if they want me to come for a longer period of time, that we, we have to talk about that. But, but uh, you know, I, I follow the um, example of William Glasser, a very generous man, and uh, give it away. When I, when I have handouts, I say, copy them. I don't care. The one is 
the only one is only one is copyrighted, and I say co copy it anyway. I copyrighted it so because just to prevent some blatant plagiarism right, that happened. Right, right. But I don't care. Copy the damn thing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. And they can uh, reach out to you on uh, realitytherapywub.com. Realitytherapywub. W-U-B.com. And I want to repeat the phone number, 513-561-1911. Yes. And you got an email, W-U-B-S-R-T at Fuse.net. Fuse.net. Let me repeat the website, www.realitytherapywub.com. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, the website is .net. The website's .net. Is that right? Oops, the right team. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a card you gave me with the dot .com. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Bob, thank you so much. This was great. I uh, I got my eyes open to something I want to I want to learn more on. Uh, thanks for doing your talk here. I know a lot of people for got from Bob, thank you okay. so much. Thank you. All right, folks. Remember, the rule is you take care of yourself first. You take care of your adult relationship second. You take care of your children third because in that way, we can do our best work with our children. This is Aaron at the Winter Symposium. Uh, again, thank you, Bob. And uh, I'll be talking with you folks real soon. Okay. Thanks. Bob, fantastic. Thank you very much. That is something <laughs> I've never heard of it, and now I want to learn everything about it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Beyond Risk and Back. Join us each week for your connection to experts in adolescent health and wellness, recovery, and responsibility, and also to listen to teens talk about their lives in crisis. For more information on our program for struggling teens or me, please go to firemountainprograms.com, join us on Facebook at Fire Mountain Residential Treatment Center, or at Beyond Risk and Back. Visit our YouTube channel at Fire Mountain RTC for even more support with our parent training videos. Special thanks to Mental Health News Radio for their continued love and support of our program. Please go to mentalhealthnewsradio.com to see all of their podcasts. Feel free to email me at Aaron at firemountainprograms.com.